Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this week's Man on the Post podcast, we round up all the Premier League action. We talk about Leeds' humiliating 6-0 defeat at the hands of Sheffield Wednesday. We take you through our betting corner and some of us actually won. And the return of Ballers. Hello and welcome to this week's Man of the Post podcast. I'm producer Ross and joining me as always, uh, it's just two guys this week. It's Adam and Colin. How are you doing, chaps? Hi there. Very well, thank you. Yeah, good, not bad. Good. Uh, let's kick straight off with some uh, Premier League action then. There's been quite a lot of goals this weekend. Should we start with um, poor old Fulham getting a Tonkin at home to Sunderland and Adam Johnson hat trick? <laughs> what is going on? I've always quite liked Adam. Johnson. I think he's a really good player, but hat trick. <laughs> it's got to be frustrating for for Red because <laughs> it seems that in fact they can't attack or defend. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is pretty good timing from Johnson though with Walcott's injury. That's a big jump. <laughs> it is, but I, he's a he's a proper winger though, isn't he? He's, he's a bit more. Um, is less direct than Walcott, but more will get to the line and put a ball in and can actually deliver a ball. Yeah, do you not think that there's probably a lot of players in between him and the England squad, not just Walcott? Yeah, Lennon, I suppose, but isn't Lennon, Oxley Chamberlain, Townsend. Mm. I'll take Johnson over Townsend, but that's that's a personal thing. <laughs> Oxley Chamberlain, if he can come back and get fit, that'd be good. But yeah, Fulham. Mm. Not good at all. Worst goal difference in the Premier League now. Minus 24. Is that 16 against in three, get four games now? They have taken some batterings in the Premier League. (laughs) To be fair, their goalkeeper didn't help. Is it David Stockdale uh, this week? Yeah, with the Adam Johnson free kick. Well, he did get to it, but it still went in. Um, I think he should have done a little bit better there. Mm. Good one for Sunderland, though. That's got them off the bottom of the table as well. Only, uh, what, one point from out of the relegation zone now as well. They keep mixing it up from every... They seem to be that that team that keeps making you think they're dead and then they're alive yeah. again. I don't know. I think, I think they could do it this season. Especially if Fulham aren't even in the bottom three yet and the way they're, they're playing. That seems strange because in my head Fulham are awful. <laughs> yeah. They really should be. They've got 19 points somehow. Maybe Martin Yell wasn't doing such a bad job after all. I think as well, Sunderland might have been buoyed a little bit by the, the 2-1 win over Manchester United in the Capital One Cup. Mm. First leg, midweek. So so they were on a bit of a roll. Yeah, a decent week, haven't they? Well, they think it's simple for Sunderland, though, isn't it? It's, it's shit or bust. <laughs> they, 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 they have nothing to lose now, do they? So, so the only thing they can possibly do is dig in, work as a team, and just try and stay up. Yeah. You know, everyone's expected them to go down, so they can't. So it's win-win. If I mean, if they stay up, great. Um, but they're expected to go down anyway. Yeah. Should we go to the at the top of the table then? Chelsea were top for the 24 hours. A fairly efficient Chelsea win, really. Two 0 away at Hull. Yeah, but Hull are pretty good, aren't they? They are. <laughs> they're, 
they're defensively solid and it amazes me because Alex Bruce plays no defence and me and Colin have seen him play for Leeds and look massively out of his depth in League well, League One and the Championship. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's got his dad telling him how yeah, good exactly. he is. He's a family hand on the show. Maybe he's just a co- he's just a confidence player. <laughs> yeah, playing alongside Adi O'Brien probably didn't help him too much at Leeds, but <laughs> <laughs> another goal for Fernando Torres as well. That's, I think there was a stat about I can't remember, I'm sure Colin will remember because I know he's a fan um, about him because sc- he scored in consecutive Premier League games now Yeah, I think it's it, um, is it three games he scored consecutively now I think it was to do with the last time he'd scored in two consecutive games right. but this is really quite quite bad when I'm telling you about a kind <laughs> of a stat that I sort of remember About a man scoring in consecutive games I'm really scraping the barrel. It costs fifty million pounds. I, I think it's over a year, isn't it? So that it's over a year since he he's scored back to back goals. A better stat would be uh, Petr Cech's two hundred ninth Chelsea clean sheet. Yeah, that which broke the it broke the record the Chelsea all time record. Yeah, Peter Bonetti. And he, he's he's now twenty away from the the Premier League all time record, which is held by David. Yeah, James. unbelievable. When did he get them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the sly, I don't... <laughs> yeah, he certainly wasn't at Liverpool or Portsmouth or Aston Villa. I don't know when he got when he got <laughs> these. It's what happens if you play to your forty. <laughs> yeah, it's bound to happen eventually. Um, but then Jose Mourinho came up when Jose Mourinho was being interviewed after the game. He was said about how it's the whole it's a great achievement, this and yeah. that, and then. Um, by the end of next season, he'll have the Premier League record. Like he's forgotten about Cordoba. <laughs> what, what's going to happen here? Yeah, that must be kicking the balls for him. Yeah, he's probably going, oh, I'll just stay at Athletic Club. Yeah. <laughs> fuck fuck yeah. you. Another year of battling at the top of the Liga instead. It's oh, weather. It's tough out. It's tough out. <laughs> it's tough out here in the sun. Yeah, I could have been playing it away at Hull. <laughs> Jokes on yeah. me. What do you think to Hull's performance, Colin? Like, 2-0 loss is fairly standard, but it's not too bad. Well, it, it took Chelsea till well into the second half to break them yeah, down. For an hour. Hull, yeah, Hull had been very strong at home, mm. um, which is what you need if you want to stay up. But, uh, the kind of result Chelsea get at these sort of places, don't they? They smother the game and then get a couple of goals and that's it. Seems all too, all too easy for them, really. Yeah, it wasn't uber convincing, was it? It wasn't a masterclass, but it was enough. Mm. That's all they need. Which seems to be, yeah, maybe that's just a Mourinho way. Mm. Well, let's go to uh, Manchester United then. They've uh, they halted their run of what, three consecutive losses for the first time in 13 years uh, to beat Swansea 2-0. Goals from uh, Antonio Valencia and Danny Welbeck, both in the second half. They've won a game. Are we excited? <laughs> no. <laughs> I watched the I watched the first half and it was just it could have put me to sleep <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I was there with the excitement that the Barcelona Atletico Madrid game was coming up <laughs> I'd have been done for Something the day. Staying up for. But the, Jamie Redknapp said about how how um, Swansea literally passed Manchester United to sleep. <laughs> that didn't that didn't happen. Nearly literally, nearly passed me to sleep. <laughs> Um, the first half they had 61% possession and 
just nothing happened in the game. Yeah. The, the crowd went flat, and I was I was worried that they turn on them, and it would, it was going to be a horror show. Um, John Joe Shelby was getting in some some sort of positions where he thought he could step up and start Britain some chances. There was perhaps times when he thought they were about to have a half chance, yeah. or, and um, you know <clears throat> never quite managed to pull it out of the bag. And and then I went to Tesco's. <laughs> So, because highlight of the game. So I didn't see. I did. I didn't see this. I. I think I just. I saw the the Valencia goal as I was leaving. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was me done. <laughs> this is a main United team, obviously playing without Rooney or Van Persie. And reports on that Van Persie could be up to six weeks away. Blimey. I think Arsenal got a, a pretty good deal like that. Twenty-four million for what one season, one full season at Man United. But a title. Yeah. Yeah, that little boy inside him. Probably wants to go back to Arsenal now, but he's got his title anyway. Maybe he will. Yeah. Maybe he will. I don't know, a lot of Arsenal fans, I've heard on the, um, I think it's the uh, the Tuesday Club podcast, the Arsenal podcast, they, they wouldn't have him back, they said. Once he's once he no, signed for them. They're, they're a bitter bunch of people. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they definitely are. Do you know what I mean? Look, he was running his contract down and he decided he wanted to leave. Whereas Flamini's a god. <laughs> so they're definitely they're bitter but not hypocrites. <laughs> what do you think to uh, Man United getting a win, Colin? Must have cheered you up. I think it was I think it was vital for David Moyes. Yeah. I, I listened to the phone ins on the radio and what have you and uh there were so many people <laughs> calling for David Moyes' head. Um, obviously they've come off the back of two losses getting beat by Sunderland then bumped out of the, the FA Cup by Swansea so this was a revenge match um, and in terms of Manchester United being a bit dull I think Manchester United have been dull for seasons really um, they've never looked particularly impressive yet they've always seemed to get the results since Ronaldo left yeah since since Ronaldo left I think their, their wide play has become so uninspiring yeah. Valencia is just that's norm- is head that, down is that not is that not what you used to consider to be one of the massive strengths of a, a Manchester United team? Mm. Is that they were absolutely brilliant out, out wide. Yeah. And, and and their pace as well, that was all something I attributed to Manchester United. They, they would be so quick on the break. But this team just seems so slow, even with Valencia as an out-and-out winger and Yanisai uh, as well. Which is crazy because Val- Valencia is rapid. Yeah. But he never seems to look like he's actually running that fast because I think it's just the way he runs, head down, not really looking what's ahead of him. But I am happy to see Darren Fletcher back uh, playing a few games as well. He's a very good footballer. I find interesting about Darren Fletcher is that Manchester United fans are can't wait for him to be back, are really happy that he's there. But I can remember listening six, seven years ago when he was a young midfielder, mm. sometimes playing on the right, and fans were ringing in to 606 and talk sport and absolutely slating the guy. <laughs> Everton this weekend, another another win, 2-0. Pretty routine, but they created the most chances of any team uh, this weekend. Uh, 25, I think it was, 20, 28 chances on goal. It's, that, that would have taken about four or five games last season under Moyes, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to say to that apart from yeah. Gareth Barry with absolute stunning 
uh, free kick. That's marvellous. And then, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Kevin Reynolds with the free kick and Gareth Barry's, uh was a 20-yard strike. His 50th Premier League goal as well. My problem with that, yeah, uh, he takes penalties though, doesn't oh, yeah. he? You're, you're, you're always against this, aren't you? It's got to be from open play. <laughs> I, I'm just annoyed that uh, Morales was allowed to take that free kick when Leighton Baines was today. <laughs> what are they playing at? Yeah, is that fantasy points lost? No, well, no, just... No, just a general... It should just be a rule. <laughs> These are Leighton's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not in his contract. <laughs> Well, they start, Norwich actually started with Hooper and Van Walswinkel up front for the first time uh, possibly this season in the league, I think. Went well for them, yeah, didn't it? not really worked. Another loss. Um, they're perilously close to that bottom three. I wouldn't get disheartened from losing to this Everton team because they're pretty they're good. they quite a lot of people, haven't they? 42 yeah. points from the last 51 available at Goodson Park. That's... That... Sunderland defeat really rankles it's with me. It? <laughs> really rankles with me. Collins, you are a resident Norwich man somehow, maybe because of the Leeds connections. Another loss. Well, I think you mentioned Van Walterwinkel. He's, he's got, what, one goal for the season? I think that might have come on the opening weekend. Yeah. Um, Norwich were pretty turgid, to be honest, but that's not to take anything away from two wonder strikes by Everton. Yeah. Um, so I, I think... You, you can't say too much about Norwich. They're a little bit meh, a little bit <laughs> nothingness, really. Uh, Snodgrass had a little bit of a scuffed header. Yeah, the post. Didn't um, it? That, that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they've got to give the kudos to Everton. And uh, Adam, your boys have uh, signed a new player. Spartak Moscow's Aidan McGeady. Yeah, I love yeah. this guy. A proper out and out rapid winger. I can remember the last time we signed a Scottish winger at Ross Lake. <laughs> Naismith's done all right. <laughs> <laughs> this one's actually quite good, though. He's been away in uh, Russia for four or five years since he left Celtic, but I keep seeing him occasionally in the uh, European and Champions League games, and he does all right. The signs seem encouraging as well. You don't know whether how much of it's just lip service, but he did say that he'd been looking at... Um, He'd been close to joining Everton previously, which shows that as a club, we've, we've been after him, perhaps, if it's true. And also that, previous to that, he was close to joining Wigan. Oh, really? To go and play under... So it shows that not only was did he consider, previously consider Everton to be a good fit, mm. but he also fancied the, the manager as well because he was willing to go, or contemplating at least, yeah. going to work with him at, at Wigan. So Any... Um... Hopefully, all signs prove fit in nicely. Any word on the actual the fees? It's obviously it's an undisclosed one, as most transfers are these days. I haven't seen seen anything, but I wouldn't imagine it was too much because he's out of contract soon. Yeah, isn't he? he's only twenty seven. This could be an absolute fantastic deal coming into his prime. I have huge respect as well for for British players um, who have actually gone out there to find a job abroad. So do I. I. I completely agree with you, Colin. He's this guy has not sat on his ass. Okay, he's 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 gone to an unusual place. Mm. You know, he's gone to Spartak, um, and he's not gone there for six months and then come back because it hasn't worked. He's been there for years. 
So I, you've got to. I think that stands him in good stead as a, a good professional footballer. Yeah. It'd been used to the weather anyway. Coming from Scotland, it wouldn't have made much difference. <laughs> uh, but on the way out from Everton, um, Nikita Jelovic had him off to Hull. It seems. Yeah. Sad to see him go. Um, I am a little bit, but it seems that he did have a half. Perhaps it was half a season of wonder. Yeah. Um, it does make you wonder what. Whether, whether we're going to bring someone else in, we are going to need a, another striker. Yeah, does that leave you a bit uh, light up top now? Is it just Lukaku as an out-and-out forward? Yes, really, of, of from the squad, unless he's going to start playing some some young players. We've still got Velios. Yeah. lost goal machine and Chaby. Yeah, well, I imagine they're pro- that you'll actually probably find them out, out West Brom outside of his seat. <laughs> Trying to, try to bring him yeah, back. This, 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 24 days return process has passed on that one. Yeah, the, there was a seven day cooling off period. <laughs> well, that made, yeah, made me an incoming transfer then. You never know. I didn't hear any talk of McGeady before it happened. It just kind of just happened. Uh, it's been kind of one of those ones where they've been. Because perhaps the talk was, so, was constant and just mm. quiet and it sort of just slid under the radar because after a while it just became background noise <laughs> yeah fair enough exciting times at Everton then. Uh, Southampton they got a win 1-0 against West Brom uh, England's Adam Lalana with the goal and revealed a lovely t-shirt wishing his mum happy birthday so he's not too big time he hasn't changed that much still loves his mum still loves his mum <laughs> not a great start for new coach uh, Pepe Mel though Colin hey? Pepe Mel what a manager what a guy <laughs> Pepe, who? <laughs> Pepe Mel was in the stand, wasn't he, for this game? So um, I'm not allowed to uh, to moan at him just yet. Um, I'll ha- <laughs> but I'll have, I'll have a brief moan at him because uh, he's done a red nap. He's not fancied it. <laughs> well, what what you guys on the podcast won't know is that uh, I had a bet um, earlier, uh, a few a couple of weeks yeah, back, on Ralph Ragnick. Yeah. Uh, to get the West Brom job. So uh, the appointment of uh, Pepe Mel, um, a manager I have to admit I have never, ever heard of, um, lost me £20. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a lesson to be learned there. I think there. Mel um, may be sitting in the stands next week as well because they've got um, Everton on Monday Night Football. <laughs> I think he may take the job around the 29th when they've got Aston Villa. The, the thing is with Mel as well is that already there are rumours that he's unhappy and he may leave at the end of the year. (laughs) Because what happens with West Brom is that they have their own structure in place in terms of um, sporting directors, if you like. Yeah, they have a director of football that finds the players. Yeah, and coaching teams and things like that. So they don't allow managers to bring in their own guys. And apparently this has irritated Pepe Mel (laughs) somewhat. So he may not be there for the long term. But that's just rumours. But if they are true, then that doesn't really particularly bode well for for West Brom. But they they have a they have a rule in um, in Spain where because he was um, because he'd been Real Betis manager and then he when he was fired, mm. even though he was fired, he's um, he's not allowed to take another job in in La Liga this season. <laughs> that seems harsh. It, it does. Yeah, it seems illegal. <laughs> I'm not sure how well. It, it's like a, a proper legal challenge, but so that it could just be that he just fancies a little vacation. <laughs> yeah, in the black country. 
lovely this time of year. But yeah, um, good, not not a bad result for Southampton. They've needed that really. They've been on a bit of a slide. Um, just above the middle of the table now, ninth place, thirty points. Needed to needed to arrest that slide. They did, yeah. Let's see how they go from here. But I think West Brom kind of they've kind of gone down the Pochettino route really with this relatively unknown guy from abroad. Was it hiring a guy who's near, near about to get a Spanish team relegated is considered to be the, <laughs> the, in the thing successful now. route for Premier League managers now. That's in that's in vogue, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the old boys on Soccer Saturday they were very unhappy with this uh, foreigner taking the job and no young English manager getting a chance. They didn't. They failed to name any names of uh, <laughs> which young English managers they would like to see given a chance. Presumably Paul Ince. Because he did so well last time in the Premier League. And he's all their mate. Exactly. It just makes me a little bit angry. One thing that does frustrate me about Pochettino is his insistence to still speak bloody foreign <laughs> um, in his, in his, in his post-match press conferences. But you could clearly see him during the game talking to Ricky Lambert, mm. who was brought up in Merseyside. <laughs> so so he, he knows what he's doing, he, unless Ricky Lambert... You know, he's bilingual, speaks, but speaks seems a cultured man. He played for Bristol as well. It's just a ploy by Pochettino, I think, just to Mate, to not have to talk get to him. The media, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get fined for that in the NFL. Anyway, um, stop, 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 stops him from being misquoted and yeah. manipulated, and also being tripped over if he isn't if he doesn't quite understand Jeff Bruce's <laughs> very clear. <laughs> Beautiful accent. Well, we all remember how the media jumped on uh, Capello's back with his broken English. Maybe he's just like, waiting to master the English language before he starts speaking it. I wanted to give him a I chance. Think it's, I think it's shrewd. <laughs> uh, what do you think to uh, Cardiff getting a 2 0 loss then to uh, West Ham? Vital win for West Ham. Didn't see that coming. I thought that had had home win written all over it. Was it Solskjaer's first home game as Cardiff boss? Or was that the FA Cup? Um, no, probably first home game. Not what you really want. A 2-0 loss to those West Ham lot. West Ham was suffering a lot of injuries as well. <coughs> Guy Demel went off in the first half and had to go to the hospital uh, within the first couple of minutes. It's, uh, hopefully he's better. Apparently he's out of hospital now, so that's good, good news. Uh, the, the highlight of this was Andy Carroll's return and Andy Carroll's fantastic beard. He's been working on that for a while. <laughs> Do you reckon that's? I reckon he's been fit for about four, five weeks. He's just been waiting for it to fit out. If that is the case, I'm more than happy for him to spend four weeks on a, the treatment table, just growing a beard because it is a lush beard. I love it. He's got a bet going with Nicholas and Elka, I think. <laughs> I hope he doesn't decide to do with his beard what Tom Huddleston did with his hair. <laughs> yeah, it could be a while. Well, he got an assist, didn't he, Colin? Second goal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, for for uh, Mark Noble. Yeah. We... But I mean, you you talking about injuries and what have you? But uh, Tompkins got himself sent off as yeah, well. It's not going to help. That that was ridiculous in itself. You know, he just clearly. I can't remember who he kicked, but he clearly missed the ball and just kicked the guy in the face. Yeah, I think it was um, Fraser Campbell. Yeah. Was it? Was it Fraser Campbell? <clears throat> So that, were, that was a thing of hilarity. But. Yeah, they finally get a fit centre-half and he gets himself sent off. 
and they signed Roger, uh, Roger Johnson in the week, and we all saw his amazing defending against Yaya Torre in the uh, the League Cup in midweek, running forty yards away from Torre to let him score. I mean, I'd <laughs> run forty yards away from Yaya Torre. He's a terrifying man. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> And, of course, another goal for England's Carlton Cole. <laughs> it's never too late to get on that plane. <laughs> so, at the moment, we're suggesting that Carlton Cole's could be set up by Adam Johnson. There we go, big man. That's what we want. That's the England way. Uh, but I tweeted before the podcast started about um, for people to let us know their performances the weekend. And uh, betting analyst at Johnny Grossmark tweeted us back about uh, Mark Noble. Had a particularly epic performance in this game. Uh, I didn't actually see match today, so I can't comment on this. But if that's what he says, then I'm willing to believe him. He scored a second goal, so can't be too wrong. He's he's West Ham through and through, though, isn't yes. he? And he's had to step up to the plate, you know, in the absence of Kevin Nolan. So I think he's taken on that sort of that leader figure. Mm. Is he the one blowing the bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> Getting it all going. Tottenham two 0 win at home to Crystal Palace. Jermaine. Didn't see this one coming either. <laughs> Had this one down as a white as and a white. I thought Palace would get a result here. <laughs> Something or other. I had I had um had a had a cheeky couple of quid on them at nine to Ooh. one. I can't argue with those odds for that. that. And um, I think I had them in my accumulator to win or draw oh, as well. Unlucky. Yeah. Goal for Christian Eriksen and maybe his final Tottenham goal for Jermaine Defoe. Who's joining FC Toronto for six million? That seems a massive amount of money for third. I think he's being paid more money than David Beckham was as well. Really? Well, at least in basic. That is ludicrous. His his marketability compared to Beckham. I think David Beckham made a lot more money in endorsements, which maybe isn't being yeah included in that. But Beckham went to a big market city as well, didn't he? Jermaine's going to Canada, basically. He's he's going to t- Toronto, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm sure I remember some guy on this podcast a couple of Breaking months back saying he was on his <laughs> saying he was on his way to Toronto and, and he and he got very much poo poo. And um, we didn't poo I'm we not saying we, we were just wondering if you'd broken the news before it actually broke in anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, that was part of the team making the deal. Yeah. <laughs> um. Fair play to him. I mean, t- to be honest, I mean, he's obviously going for the money, isn't he? Because he's still got a lot of life left in him. Yeah, 143 he goals could... he's got for Tottenham. Their fifth all-time leading goal scorer. He's never going to catch Jimmy Greaves at the top of that list, but I think he could get into at least third place. 174, Martin Chivers. But yeah, like you say, going for the money. Can't really blame he's, him. He's sticking around till March, isn't he? I think he's been loaned back until the start of the to the start of the um, the MLS. Oh, right. That's nice of them. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, do you think that that possibly ends his chances of going to the World yeah. Cup? Because he's I chosen the so. MLS route? <laughs> I think it does. As, as good as the MLS is now compared to what it was, it's nowhere near a top quality league. And he needs to be playing at the highest level if you're going to get into the England squad for a World Cup. Unless you're playing in the striker position, because there's no strength in oh, depth. Yeah, true. So maybe. <laughs> Imagine Carlton Coles. He must be looking. He must be loving this. Jermaine Defoe leaving. There's another one lost. Saying that, Carlton Cole, Danny Welbeck, and Daniel Stone have scored this weekend. So. <laughs> Worrying. 
can we talk about um, Jason Punchin's penalty? Oh, may dear. still be rising. It was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. And that was to make it. That would have made it one 0 yeah. as well. That must have I'm not off. saying I'm bitter, <laughs> but was he trying to chip the keep? Was he trying to be too clever? Was he trying to chip it over the? I keeper? think he was. But got it because he didn't hit. He didn't even hit it with his foot, no. did he? He sort of shinned it. I don't know how that's even possible from a penalty spot. <laughs> <laughs> how big is the divot he's left in the pitch to do that? The penalty came from the foul on Shamak. Yes, and and you could see Shamak gesturing, or what I th- appeared to me to be gesturing. Do you want me to take it? <laughs> and he's obviously been told no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently they have more faith in Jason Punchin than. Marilyn Schumack. Well, do you know what? (laughs) Sometimes things come to bite you, and if if he was trying to be cheeky and make the goalkeeper look like a fool, Mm. then it's backfire. He's learnt a lesson there, hasn't he? Yes, definitely. Just just smash it. Yep. That's how you take penalties. I've always said, unless you're Zlatan or someone of that ability, then you can do little penenkas. Otherwise, just bloody welly it into the goal. Just while we're on penalties, is uh, Leighton Baines has got a Pretty impressive record, hasn't he, with penalties, Adam? Has he, he has he not missed one ever? Um, I don't think he's missed one for Everton. Yeah, something like ten out of ten, is it, or something like that? I think. Not bad. It's... I, I do know he's quite good. Yeah. Whereas Ricky Lambert takes a good pen. He was pretty much scores them as well. <clears throat> okay, let's move on to Sunday's games then. Um, Man City got a two 0 win away to Newcastle. I think the highlight of the game, if anyone's seen the Vine video, was um, Anna Pardew having words with Pellegrini on the sideline. Shut your noise. <laughs> Followed by what, Colin? You effing old. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> no, because he, he clearly said it in a really cockney yeah. accent. He really said, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, what? He, loves, he loves picking fights with better managers, doesn't he? And we picked one of Arsene Wenger a few years back as well. For Wenger, I think Wenger stepped into his technical area. Shit. That was quite a te- that was quite a tasty one. That yeah. one, full on yeah. squaring up and all sorts, wasn't there? But there was quite a controversial uh, disallowed goal from Czech Tiote in this one. Did uh, Did anyone actually see it? I know you didn't see it, Adam. Did you? No, I haven't seen it. No. Have you seen it, Colin? I've just seen. I haven't seen no, it. No. Fine. <laughs> Apparently, there was three players offside, oh. um, but they weren't interfering well with play. Uh, and Czech Ciote was the one that put the ball in, but it was ruled that one of the three players was actually interfering. Apparently there's a three or four minute conversation between the referee and the linesman. And Pardew is apparently bewildered by the decision, but still. Good win for Man City, 2-0. Goal for Dzeko, another goal from the Grado. Puts them back on top of the table by a point from Chelsea. Arsenal still have that game in hand. Yeah, against Aston Villa as yeah, well. So basically three points. Come on. <laughs> let's, 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 let's put, wow, you say that, but they're <laughs> one of the few teams to beat them this season. Yeah, true. Yeah, if Agbon Lahore's playing, then the, I might put some money on Villa to beat them again. <clears throat> let's not go crazy. No, sorry. Uh, and the final game of the weekend then was an absolute thriller. Stoke 3, Liverpool 5. This is mental. We'll start with a short cross on goal. Uh, Liverpool were two up. Fairly early on, then Stoke got it back to 2 2 at half time. And then second half, goals galore as well. It just kicked off. Yeah. Not a bad result for Liverpool. What does that do to their league position? They're in fourth now. 
How are they above you, Adam? I don't understand this. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> because of that, that Daniel Sturridge last-minute header of the derby to salvage a draw. <laughs> That's coming up again soon, isn't it? It is coming up soon, yeah. Tasty. It's going to be very tasty. So we'll, we'll, sort, the rest, we'll sort that out then. <laughs> Uh, Liverpool have conceded at least two goals in seven of their last eight Premier League games, uh, away games. That's going to cost them, I think, towards the end of the season if they keep doing that. They've got to tighten up their defence. Conceding three to Stoke. Admittedly, at home for Stoke, but they're not the highest of scoring teams, are they? No, they just Liverpool have the ability to put bad teams to the sword and they score a lot of goals. Mm. But they don't score so many against the better teams, but is that def- that defence you'd think is is not going to get any better? No, no the defence has started. Johnson, Sissoko, Skirtle, and Colo Torre. For me, minus Daniel Agger, that's the best best they've got really. I like them. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I think you've just got to uh, imagine what they'd be like. You know, it's, it's similar to what's happened at Manchester United, isn't it? What what they'd be like without their their forward lineup. In Suarez and Sturridge. Mm. I mean, if Suarez gets injured, fantastic news for England in the World Cup. <laughs> but, yeah, they're massively hampered then, aren't they? Yeah. And now they've got Gerrard back as well. I know that some people say that Liverpool don't need Gerrard, but that's that's the speakings of a madman. Because <laughs> Gerrard is by far still one of the best players in the Premier League. So him this coming is, back... This is coming from the same person who insisted Frank Lampard decided a new contract. <laughs> and look at him now. <laughs> He he plays when he's needed. <laughs> they're still put, they're still putting the WD forty in his knees from when he played last time, Colin. <laughs> you never know if we keep losing midfielders. Yeah, we might need to depend on him in the World yeah, Cup. Imagine that twenty fourteen in Brazil, Gerard and Lampard central midfield. Colin being his element. I, that's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we get David James back in as well? <laughs> All those clean sheets he's got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mental. What do you think to Stoke then? They're twelfth at the minute. They're doing all right, aren't they? I think they're never going to be flash under Mark Hughes. They're going to be kind of effective. I told well, if Colin's allowed to talk about how people laughed at him in earlier in earlier podcasts, yeah. I told you Stoke would be all right, didn't I? Yeah, they're proving us wrong. They're proving you very right. Uh, four points off relegation. <laughs> Everyone's four points <laughs> off relegation. Well, to yeah. Swansea, are, yeah. Swansea are four points off relegation, aren't they? Uh, to yes. quote Martin Yell, there's three, three worst three, teams. Three points off, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. There definitely is three worst teams in them. The, the thing is, though, the, the way the league is panning out, this could go right down to the wire on who's going to get relegated. Yeah. I want I mean, it to be I want it to be really tight like in Spain. I think in Spain two years ago there was a, a relegation battle where I forget which team it was, but a team started the last round of fixtures in the relegation yeah. zone. But I think they finished the their end league position was something like eighth. <laughs> well, Palace are currently bottom on seventeen. Um Harlow in tenth on twenty three. So that's not really out of the question. No, and you have my concern about Hull is that have they got the tricks to be able to get these results against the teams the second time around? Yeah. Now people have seen what they're all about. Yeah. Because 
of all the teams, they are probably the one that is the most different because they they play three at the back, and one just that alone, not a lot of teams in the Premier League do right. that. So, once you face that once, are the teams going to come out now and go, "Yeah, we know how to beat this," and you're going to see exactly as they did the last time they were in the Premier League, <laughs> tumbling them just exactly that, just tumble away. <laughs> Well, speaking of three at the back, you've linked us perfectly to the biggest disaster in uh, Legion United's history, Colin, possibly? There or thereabouts. A, uh, a 6-0 televised loss to Yorkshire rival Sheffield Wednesday. I turned off at 4-0 and left my dad's house in a half, basically. Had a hissy fit and left. Uh, Do you watch it all? I did indeed, Ross. Uh... What I actually did is I took advantage of Now TV um, to, that allowed allowed me to see all of the Sky Sports. I don't have Sky Sports, but um, I, I got Sky Sports with this Now TV package that allows you to pay for a day of Sky Sports yeah. viewing. Um, so you, money and time so well you spent. paid for this? Well, actually, there was a free offer on the back of Carling beers, so uh, so I used that one to try I'll it out. Still ask for a refund. I, I, Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it was uh, Sheffield Wednesday six, Leeds United nil. From the minute I saw uh, Jason Pierce with the shop tag still in his t-shirt, it was never going to go right for me today on that game. Yeah, I mean that that is insane, isn't it? He did actually have the the sort of the the Leeds United official merchandise plas- uh, cardboard tag yeah. still still on his collar. And he stopped at the club that'd... shop and got it on the way out. You'd think that'd be it. Yeah, you? you would notice it, wouldn't you? <laughs> As he, uh, unless he has, does he have like some sort of like um, base layer on? Uh, he did, but even so, the one in the lead shirt. Yeah. I don't know if they're indifferent from most, but they're massive. He does seem to be a particularly <laughs> thick player, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very brave man, though. Um, oh yeah, he'll throw himself in front of anything without regard for his own body <laughs> yeah no Leeds United haven't conceded six goals since uh, 1959 um, and that was against Manchester United um, in their pomp so um, yeah I think the last podcast Ross you said that the Rochdale game was the worst game you'd ever seen Leeds play yeah um, you probably want to revise <laughs> that yeah I probably do um, uh, no it was terrible from start to finish um yeah, can't can't take it away from Sheffield Wednesday. You know, if you've won six nil, you've done well. You're a good team. <laughs> um, but there's it was a horror show from Leeds United. It was it was terrible. Um, a, irrespective of how bad your players are, mm. it doesn't excuse the fact that they just didn't seem to know how to play football. <laughs> it it was that like was the main issue. It it was like they'd just forgotten how to play football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, even a team in the conference would have done better than that. Yeah, they wouldn't have lost 6-0. Everyone, everyone on Twitter and social media was crying out for Leeds to go 4-4-2 at half-time, which, to be fair to uh, Brian McDermott, he did. He brought Matt Smith on, took a defender off, and 49 seconds later, we were down to 10 men after Matt Smith had been sent off without touching the ball. Straight red card. For uh, an elbow in the chops on, uh, I think it was Reedy Johnson. It was a definite red card for me. A lot of Leeds fans were saying it wasn't. It really was. Brian McDermott said uh, 
in his post-match conference that he would appeal it. Good luck yep. with that. Um, sometimes you get away with those challenges, but you certainly don't when you're doing it straight in front of the referee. Yeah. He could have pulled out the challenge. He could have just not made it at all. But no, elbow, shoulder, contact with his head, mm. straight down. Um, Foolish. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ian Holloway took charge of his first Millwall game and probably lost to Huddersfield. Didn't make any difference to their... They might have played a little bit better, but Millwall is just that one point off the bottom three now. It was a goal in the last minute as well from new signing Naki Wells, the ex-Bradford City yes. player. Yes. Some, 1.3 million pounds well spent in my opinion tragic advertising from uh, Yorkshire rivals on that though <laughs> yes they uh, they were saying to their fans Naki New Year <laughs> which I don't really get does it really work no, does it no it really doesn't <laughs> happy New Year Naki New Year <laughs> yeah doesn't sound like a good thing have uh, you wanted to mention the, uh, the postponed game in the championship yesterday yeah, I mentioned a game that actually didn't happen, um, which was uh, Charlton versus Barnsley. Mm. It, it was at Charlton. Uh, Barnsley is a 400-mile round trip um, to London, and the, the game was called off at 1pm in the afternoon for a 3pm kickoff. Um, so by that point, everybody is pretty much in London, all the Barnsley fans. Um, apparently, the the pitch had been covered. So why there was an issue, I, I don't know. Um, this, of course, isn't the first time that problems have happened at Charlton. They had their their game against uh, Doncaster. Uh, Rovers abandoned uh, during the game when I think Doncaster was, was it 3-1 yeah, up. Yeah, even when we played them, it was torrential rain and the pitch was almost unplayable. Yeah, they've, they've got a new pitch in this year. Um, it's obviously not taken. Um, they've got serious drainage issues as well and the problem is now is that you know they've said uh, Charlton have said that Barnsley fans are going to get their tickets re- uh, they're going to be able to use their tickets for the rearranged match but almost certainly that's going to be a midweek match mm. they haven't talked about refunds um, and yeah just really disappointing really um, especially if you're a, a Barnsley fan who's made travelled all that distance and, and I was listening to to 606. I had a slight giggle. I shouldn't have really, but um, there was reference to, to John from Glasgow uh, who took the night bus <laughs> to get to the game. Um, so he'd spent his complete weekend really uh, sat on a bus, all, all, <laughs> sat on a bus <laughs> to watch 90 minutes of football that never happened. <laughs> Poor John. Uh, all right, let's move on to betting corner then. Betting Corner for any new listeners is the uh, segment that we do every week. Um, what we do is every host gets £10 that they can place on any any single bet they want um, throughout the world of football. Um, if it comes in, the winnings are theirs and they carry on up the table. If they lose, it's minus £10 for that week. Uh, we had a couple of wins last week. Uh, Greg got a uh, £69 return on his uh, accumulator last week. Uh, Colin, you got the massive return of £2 on your double. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I got a £20 return on Leicester to beat Derby. Um, Tom's didn't come in. Adams, yours didn't, yours didn't come in either, unfortunately. And Huddersfield only beat Millers, uh, Millwall 1-0, James. So the 3-0 bet that you put on didn't come in either. 
So our leader now is Greg has shot to the top of the table uh, on plus 29. Uh, Colin, you're in second place now on plus one. I'm on plus 20 in third. Then James on minus 47. Tom on minus 30. And Adam minus 153 at the bottom. Uh, as Greg isn't here, I'll do his bet for him now. He is going to have uh, Sunderland plus one uh, against Southampton next weekend. Uh, £10 returns, £15 or £5 basically. <clears throat> Colin, what have you got? I've gone for uh, a four-match accumulator. Uh, there's nothing really spectacular or exciting or safe in the, the Scottish world of football, so I've uh, stuck to English football this time round. Sorry, Colin, are Celtic and Rangers not playing? <laughs> Rangers are not playing until next Monday, and Celtic have got a tricky game against Motherwell. So uh, I've steered clear of, uh, of Celtic this time round. Tricky means it'll be four or five now. <laughs> Perhaps so, yeah. <laughs> So my first game is in the, the FA Cup and I've gone for Manchester City to beat Blackburn Rovers. In the Premier League, I've gone for Arsenal to beat Fulham, Manchester City to beat Cardiff and Liverpool to beat Aston Villa. And £10 returns £20 and 20 pence. Excellent, thank you very much. Um, I've gone, well I'm sticking with my, uh, I'm backing the same horse again this week. Leicester won from me last week and Leicester are playing Leeds this week so they're definitely going to win. Um, we can all witness that on Sky as well. What two tragic games to be on TV for us, Colin. Uh, £10 will return, £22 on that. Uh, James, I've gone for one of your traditional trebles for you. Uh, Millwall to win, Leicester to beat Leeds, and Middlesbrough to beat Charlton. Uh, £10 returns, 113 Tom, you've got a, a Pompey draw with Mansfield at the weekend. That'll be a £33 return if that comes in. And Adam, what have you got for us? I've gone for Leicester to beat Leeds, uh, Chelsea to beat Manchester United, uh, Juventus to beat Sampdoria, and Napoli to beat Bologna. And my £10 returns £80.72. Excellent. Thanks very much. Uh, oh, it's the return of ballers. <gasps> Football's biggest conversation. Welcomes football's biggest quiz. It's Ballers. Successfully answering questions in the rapid fire round allows a man of the post team to accumulate points to be used in the Super Showdown. In the Super Showdown, the man of the post members must work as a team in order to win. You say quiz, I say Ballers. It's showtime. Let's play ballers. Hello and welcome to Ballers. This is the first Ballers of 2014. So, Happy New Year and Happy New Ballers. However, you'll be pleased to know the setup is pretty much the same. <laughs> um, we're going to have a little bit of rapid ballers this week um, because the the time we're going to give the guys for the uh, rapid questions is just going to be two minutes this week. And we're just going to give the guys one minute in the Super Showdown. Because we're that good, Adam, we don't need any more than that. No, exactly. <laughs> well, I think he got it spot on, the answer, didn't he, last time? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's see if we can make it a double. So, as per usual, I'll alternate between t- you two guys. I'll start with you first. Adam, Ross, do we have uh, two minutes on the stopwatch? You indeed. 
And just to let you know that for each correct answer, you will get two points. Okay, so Adam, the uh, time will start once I've asked the first question. Here we go. Adam, Brendan Rogers, when interviewed by a 10-year-old on Liverpool TV, was asked, who is his naughtiest player? Who did he say? <laughs> Abue doesn't play for him, does he? So, um, Suarez, it's got to be Suarez. Correct. Ross, Luis Suarez was banned from the Liverpool Christmas party for biting off the head of an angel from the Christmas tree in the foyer of Anfield. Is that true or false? False. That is oh. false. Adam, who is Tottenham Hotspur's kit sponsor? Oh, fuck. Warrior. No, it's Under Armour. Ross, oh. Emma Willis, host of Celebrity Big Brother, <laughs> topical, supports which team, Manchester United or Aston Villa? Um, Manchester United. No, it's Aston Villa. Adam, Thomas Hitzelsperger recently came out as gay. He played for three English clubs. Name two of them. Uh, Everton and Aston Villa. Correct, the other one was West Ham. Ross, during a Celtic set piece in their recent game against Inverness Cali Thistle, the referee Cameron Allen was standing in the way of Cali Thistle defender Ross Draper. What did Draper do to get the referee out of his way? Push him over? Correct, he pushed him over with both hands. He, he fell over on his backside. Ah. Adam, a Twitter fan account of one of our favourite goalkeepers recently followed the man on a post-Twitter account. Which goalkeeper? Hope so, though. <laughs> It is Hope Solo. Ross, what position did Sylvester Stallone play in Escape to Victory? Okay, go. He did. Adam, Sylvester Stallone supports which team? Um, supports is a, strong, a loose word. <laughs> yeah, Arsenal. It always they... No, he supports Everton. Everton. Uh, Ross, just how big is Big Sam Allardyce? <laughs> is he six foot or six foot I three? I thought we weight then. Um... He's not six foot three. Six foot. He's six foot oh. three. Adam, who play at St Andrews? Birmingham. Correct. Ross, how many Englishmen play in La Liga? Is it none, one, two, or three? And Adam, since you're our La Liga expert, you can have a, an opinion on this as well. Englishman. Englishman. English. <laughs> I'm, I have no idea, but I'm going to guess one. Yeah. Do you know who it is, Adam? No. Vinny Samways. It is one, so that's a, a correct answer. And it is Charlie Ianson, who plays for Elche. Mm. Previously, he played for Grimsby Town. <laughs> it's good when them big-time English players go abroad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Beckham, this guy... <laughs> Uh, right, we got okay. uh, we got sixteen points. Okay, so eight correct answers, sixteen points. Yes? yes. Okay, so that gives you a sixteen-point buffer to play with. You have a minute to answer the Super Showdown question, guys. It's a mathematical question, so there's three numbers you'll have to add to come up with a total. And the questions uh, in the Super Showdown are Manchester United related. Okay. So I want you to give me the number relating to to these questions. How many clear points did Manchester United win last season's league by? How many years was Sir Alex Ferguson in charge of Manchester United? 
So that's how many years from when he started to when he finished. And how many league goals did Ole Gunnar Solskjaer score for Manchester United? League goals. Premier League goals. Oh, God. Well, it was 26 years, wasn't it? Yeah, and was it 11 or 12 points? Um, Let's call it 11. I don't, we've got 16 to play. Yeah, true. Right. I think it might, I think it might have been 12 points. Let's go still <laughs> 11. <laughs> right, how many goals? Oh, God, how, many, how, how long was he How there? long was he there for? Um, he, well, he was there, there in 99. I reckon he's... Do you reckon he'd have got over 100? I don't know. I doubt it. That, if he was there for 10 years, he'd have had, he, w- he wasn't there for 10 years. Was no. He? he was there for than that. So you're looking at him having to have scored more than 10 goals a season. I reckon, I reckon he was there for about six or seven years. He did score four against Nottingham Forest in a single game. Though, so. <laughs> he did. Uh, 70? Let's go with that. That's our time up as well. Right, so we've got 107. You decide which way to go. <laughs> uh, I'd suggest over. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be because that he was a good goal scorer. Wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, one hundred and seventeen and over, Colin. No, seven. Oh, one hundred and seven and over. So one hundred and seven and over. Yeah. So that would give you a buffer from 107 to 123. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you happy with that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, here goes. Uh, so how many clear points did Manchester United win last, se- last season's league by? What did you guys say? 11. 12. <laughs> 12. It was well, 11. We- we debated between the two. I think we went with 12 in the end. No, we didn't. We went with 11. We're brilliant. <laughs> it was 11. Uh, how many years was Sir Alex Ferguson in charge of Manchester United? What did you say there? 26. 26. I've got 27. Um, from when he started, which was 86 to 2013. But are they, are they complete years? <laughs> see, this is where your wording of your question... Let's see, if we, if, well, if we I, lose by one, then we can uh, dispute this. Yeah. OK, um, how many league goals did Ole Gunnar Solskjaer score for Manchester United? This was obviously the trick. Yeah, we went with 70. You went with 70? He scored 91. Oh, oh. <laughs> So you had a buffer giving you 107 to 123. The correct answer was 129. Oh. Oh well, Colin, you win. You've needed that as well. <laughs> I have, I have. Uh, Man of the Post have been on a bit of a roller, you know, an easy win, haven't they, for a while? So that, um, yeah, it's good for me to uh, to get a win for a change. I think it's about ten six now, <laughs> with a rough guess at the overall scores. Okay, so commiserations to the Man of the Post team uh, for this week's ballers. Ballers isn't weekly now, so I've got to change my outro a little bit. Um, so join us same time next time. Ballers is on the podcast. Excellent. Smooth. <laughs> okay, well, that uh, the win for Colin there ends this week's podcast.
Um, I want to thank all of our new followers on Twitter. Uh, we've had over 211 of you, mainly because I followed you in the first place, but thanks for following back. It's lovely. Um, and to people that have interacted with us, um, there's a couple of new things coming from Man on the Post, so just keep your ears and your eyes peered for them. Um, we're looking for writers for the website. If anyone wants to write for us, then uh, email ross at manonthepost.com. Uh, we'll pretty much take anything. Um, if your writing isn't up to scratch, though, Tom will absolutely destroy you. He's a bit of a grammar Nazi. I mean, he's not written anything himself. So. No, you can always come back at him with that if you want. Uh, but yeah, get in touch if you want to write anything. It can be on any any football subject you want, really. We're not particularly fussy. Any team, anything yes. at all. Um, so anything you want to plug, Colin, Adam? Just quickly from me, um, I'm going to be posting an article soon on the website. Uh, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday did a demolition job on my job on my team, Leeds United. So I'm going to be writing an article about uh, that whole debacle and where Leeds go next. <laughs> Down. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully no, not. Hopefully. But all right, we'll be back uh, next week, probably with some more hosts. Maybe just three of us again. Uh, we'll have to see, wait, wait and see, really. But until then, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Colin, goodbye. and it's goodbye from Adam. Bye. Uh, until next week, always keep your man on the post. Go on, Colin. Right, okay. That was so cab for us. <laughs>